Um, but then when you arrive in Bermuda, you are met by public health officials. Like they are literally in hazmat suits. When you arrive in Bermuda, um, they check your temperature before entering the airport. And then you go to, you stand in some queue to meet a public health official. And that's when they get your travel authorization form. They review your COVID test and make sure it meets all the qualifications. And then they ask you where you were sitting on the plane, which is very important because if someone tests positive on your flight and they were like in the row by you, you were exposed. Attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. Please fasten your seatbelts. We are beginning our initial descent. Welcome to Prepare for Landing, a podcast about the transformative nature of travel. I'm your host and captain, Sierra Turner. Each episode, I chat with guests about how travel truly changed their lives, and I ask if they were prepared to land, not in a different city, but as a different person. Hey, passengers, and welcome to another episode of Prepare for Landing. I'm excited to explore yet another traveler story, and I hope you are too. Again, I want to thank all of my return passengers. You could have chosen to fly with anyone today, but I am very thankful you chose me. And if this is your first time flying with us, welcome aboard. My co-pilot today is Marquita Jennings. Hey, Marquita. Hey, girl. Hey, hey. Y'all, Marquita is a travel content creator and an amazing photographer. She has content on both Instagram and YouTube, which we'll chat about at the end. Before I jump in, y'all, I'm going to be real transparent. So Marquita and I have had this whole conversation before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I recorded a beautiful episode with her. And when I went to the playback, y'all, you can hear her amazing responses. But it was just crickets when it was supposed to be my turn (laughs) talking. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make y'all aware that um, just because you're starting a podcast doesn't mean you get everything right. But just because you may make a mistake also doesn't mean that you stop. So luckily, Marquita was very gracious to give us yet another hour of her time so that we can record this episode for y'all today. That's right. You got to do it right. That's what I'm saying. It may may take one, two, three. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Marquita, let's jump in. What is your origin story with travel? How did you take off, so to speak? All right. So travel was introduced to me when I was a child. I mean, I didn't really travel that much, Uh but uh, we would go, me and my family, like my parents, my brother, we would go to DC. I'm originally from Cleveland. So we would go drive to DC every year to see our other family. Uh And then I had an aunt who was my traveling aunt. Now I'm the traveling aunt, but my (laughs) traveling aunt, she um, would send me postcards. Like she would randomly be somewhere, I don't know, in Europe or randomly somewhere in Africa and send me postcards. And I was always intrigued. And then as I got older, um, my aunt took me on a cruise for my 16th birthday. So I was able to go to Mexico during the cruise. And then I went to the Bahamas one year. And then that was pretty much it, like in my, you know, younger years while I was still in grade school, whatever. And so that's kind of what 
I believe triggered me to want to travel. So I didn't travel anymore until I got older because college, you know, you're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't travel anymore until I got older. (laughs) You got to pay for those textbooks. That's true. I'm laughing so hard because that's so true. (laughs) I commend all travelers that I see who are traveling while they're in college for all of you who studied abroad, all of you who were in programs. See, I didn't know nothing about that. Did nobody tell me about that? Me neither. I was like... I'm like when I get 30 in my 30s, I'm like, Dad, why did I know about right, studying abroad? Right. <laughs> no one didn't tell me. I know. I'm with you on that. So, what uh, what motivates you most to travel now as an adult? Is it food, a new city, culture? Um, so I have my different things, but I love adventure travel. So I like to go places where I can just. I don't know, maybe go kayaking or go, um, I don't know, zip lining or something. So I like to do adventurous stuff, but I also love to learn about the cultures when I go there. So I want to understand different perspectives from different cultures and like meet different people who speak a different language. They enjoy different Mm -hmm. foods. And that is like one of the best things about traveling because you get to explore something that's outside of your home. And then there's also wine. (laughs) but my main thing is culture really <laughs> well, wine is part of culture i don't care what anybody that says. Is, <laughs> i don't care what anybody says have you been on any kind of wine tours whether we're talking about in the states or outside of it yeah so um i went on a wine tour and well i went to chateau and wine near atlanta so i've done that um, and then I went on one in Cape, near Cape Town, South Africa, which was magnificent. But they give you huge glasses of wine for tasting. So when you get, if you go somewhere in the States, you usually get like a little, a little sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we in South Africa, we like, this a whole glass. And we got to drink five of these. Yeah, we were like, oh my God. So you definitely gonna get your taste of wine, <laughs> at least at that winery in South Africa. But it was fun times. I enjoyed it. Good. Now I would say um, <laughs> any the other vineyards and things that I've experienced outside of the country, you get a healthier portion. You'd be like, mm-hmm. this, like we got to drink all of it. Y'all drink this like water. I'm not. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> right. Like I'm gonna need a glass of water over here. Right. <laughs> I need some cleanup or something here, right. and then the wine. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Kita, something I love about your background is what you do for a living, or what you did, of course, and how that played a role in your travel. So you were an auditor before, right? Mm-hmm. So where had that job or where has being an auditor taken you in travel? So, yeah. So like I mentioned, I didn't travel much in college. So then after I got out of school, you know, you start working full time, still didn't really travel much, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just my childhood or something. I'm like, I have to be on the internal audit staff for the company I was working for because at that time they were traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I really want that role. So 
it was kind of hard to get in that department. So I waited. I was like, I'm going to wait until this position opens. <laughs> I want to network. I would call up to corporate because I wasn't even near the corporate headquarters at that time. I was at a, another location. So I would call them, like network over the phone. I was like, I'm getting a job in that department. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like this is going to happen. Um, but I started my travels. First was a domestic trip. Um, I went to LA. That was the first time I had been to LA. And it was interesting because the audit had no one else from the U.S. except for me. So there was someone from Mexico, Russia, Brazil, I think someone from France. I can't remember the other girl. I think Sweden or something. So we had all these different cultures working together in one room. Right. And then came back, you know, went back to headquarters or whatever for the next audit. But then my next few audits, I was out of the country. So I went to Tianjin, China. Um, I worked in China for three weeks. And then when you're on an audit and out of the country, obviously you're there for the weekend. So then you get to go places over the weekend because the company is already paying for your hotel. So um, <laughs> I went to, while well, I was in Tianjin, went to oh, two weekends in Beijing and then one um, weekend in Xi'an where like the Terracotta Warriors are located. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went there and then came back. Then went on my next audit in Brazil. Um, I worked in this very, very small town in Brazil, like small countryside town <laughs> in Horizontina. I was in Brazil for four weeks, but I was able to go to Porto Alegre, um, Iguazu Falls for a weekend. And then I went to Rio for last weekend, had my birthday, celebrated while I was in Brazil. Um and then I had two other international audits there while I was on staff. Um, one was in Thailand and the other one was in Russia. So it does get tiring after a while because you like you spend three or four weeks in a location. You get used to that time zone, their food, mm-hmm. their culture. Then you come back to the States, got to get adjusted back to your time, right. your food and your culture, and then go to a new whole new place <laughs> and get used to it. I think all that constant like coming and going may trigger something in my mind. Like I can do this. And so now I'm like, I always have to, I'm like, okay, where am I going next? So pre COVID, I will always like have several trips planned up because that helps my mental, like say, Hey, I'm going to be going here X, Y, Z places for the next two months. So, you know, it's funny you say that I never thought about, I mean, you're exactly right, but I never thought about the fact that because we travel, we have then conditioned our ourselves and our body to mm-hmm. want to always be in go mode, right? So, of course, for this year, which we'll chat more about traveling during COVID, that's probably what has contributed to so much of our states of, I guess, various states of sadness, depression, just kind of boredom, like, okay, oh, I can't be in go mode because... Well, I want to, you know, be safe. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to infect others. But mm-hmm. Lord, I'm used to being on a plane. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, the first time I got on a plane during COVID, I was like, oh my God, the sound of the jet. So <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> like, I didn't realize I it. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. That's the first time I went just to a different city in Georgia. I went to Savannah and I I walked in the hotel room. I said, oh, this, oh my God, this is, 
Like, this is what I needed. <laughs> you know, like the way people feel about getting a massage or like the way people feel like biting into a cookie. That's how I felt walking to a hotel room in a different city. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. I mean, and not just the hotel, just being in a different place. I right, like, oh, right. Oh, this is what my whole spirit <laughs> has been crying out for. So I get it, but I don't think I ever thought about it that way, that we have conditioned ourselves to be in that state. And I mean, I don't mind that state, but sadly, you know, with current state of affairs, I have had yeah, to shift that state. You can't plan <laughs> out like that. Um, so going back to your time as an auditor, you mentioned um, all the various places that you had been to. What's what would you say is the most unexpected place being an auditor has taken you? Ooh, Russia, hands <laughs> down, because, you know, being in the States and, you know, the States and Russia does not have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, well, I want to go because I was, I'm like, I'm not going to pay for a trip on my right. own to go to Russia. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, sign me up. Um, prior to going, and this is for any trip. Um, for audit staff, you would meet with security and they would like, they had security that they were doing their own research and having their own intel. Mm -hmm. And they would tell you about things that are happening on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were in that security, I will never forget this, in that security briefing, they're like, if anyone asks you, because this was in 2014 during the Uh, Ukraine crisis. And they're like, if anyone asks you about the relations between US, Russia and Ukraine, do not answer. Uh And I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, who's going to ask that? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> then get in Russia, someone rent, like, re- like approaches us, and we're like, did he really just ask us the question that security <laughs> told us? Like, is this a trick? And so we were like, we don't, we don't care what our government does. Like, we have no opinion. And we just kept on walking, because we don't know what, where that was coming from. But I was like, what in the world? So... While I was there, um, it was definitely eye-opening being in Russia. I actually highly recommend people go there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so much beautiful architecture, wonderful history. Um, the people were cool, too. I mean, obviously, when you walk down the street in Russia, and I didn't realize we do this in the States until I went there because we acknowledge. We may not speak to people when we walk in, right. but we do acknowledge someone's there. In Russia, they don't do that. It's literally stone faced. And so, I mean, I got used to it. I was like, this is nice. I don't have to like <laughs> look, look up and acknowledge somebody. Yeah, smile, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you would literally walk down the street and everyone's just like, it's almost like they're on a mission to get to their next place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was different. But then once you started talking to people, they're like, oh, I want you to go here. Let's go eat here. And like, let's go to this place and dance. Even though the place we went to, they played all American music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the food was good there. There was this one restaurant, John Jolie. I still, this is 2014. I still remember John Jolie went there so many times because the food was so good. Um, and then just learning some different words, working the person I had to interview while I was there, couldn't speak hardly a, a lick of English. And she refused to have a translator because I feel like that was one of her goals. It was to learn English or something. And I'm like, I don't know anything in Russian, so this interview is not going well. So I literally would get on Google Translate yep. and ask her a question because you could tell she knew the answer, but she just didn't know what I was asking. 
but yeah, it was definitely a different experience. Um, there's not many black people there. The, the, the few black people I saw, it appeared that they may have been homeless mm. or they weren't from Russia. Right. Um, and then, um, but yeah, it was, the inflation was high. Money was, <laughs> our exchange, we, the U.S. dollar is better than the, what is it, Russian ruble or whatever it is. But the inflation was so bad. My corporate card got maxed out while I was there. So, you know, that's ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a different experience, but it was, it was worth it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I can't decide if you have made me want to go to Russia. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, going to the Kremlin and seeing all their cathedrals and in the summer, don't go in the winter. Cause <laughs> well, I have to tell me twice. I have seen <laughs> pictures of a winter. I went in the summertime and it still will be kind of cool sometimes, but the sun, since it's so far north, the sun stays up okay. extra late. So they have they have dark out blackout curtains in their hotel oh, room. Oh, gotcha. Because it will be 10 p.m. And I'm like, why is the sun still out? <laughs> the sun is still out. And you will like be out eating dinner, right, with your team. Oh. And you're just like having a blast because the sun's still out. And then you realize, oh crap, it's 9 p.m. <laughs> and I still have to get back to the hotel and do some work. Before you know, going back to the office. Yeah, um, that, that would throw me off. That would be that plus jet lag. I'd be like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I will say there's a part of me that does want to see the Kremlin. I saw it in a Mission Impossible movie. Um, just word for you listeners: there's no shame in going somewhere because of a movie. So I saw the Kremlin in a Mission That's Impossible right. movie. And I have wanted to see it ever since. So there is a part of me that does want to go because the colors and like you said, the architecture, it's just, we don't have that here. Anywhere here. So. (laughs) All right. So for those of you who may not know, Marquita has a travel brand called Kita the Explorer. So girl, what was the, the idea behind your brand? Yeah, so I started my brand in 2016 and I started it because it was kind of on a whim. I was on a trip, a solo, my first solo international trip mm-hmm. to Belize in 2016. And while I was there, I, I guess I must have posted something online, you know, on Facebook or something. And one of my friends was like, you should like document your travel. So I actually started recording those travels while, you know, while I was in Belize. Mm-hmm. Those videos are not hidden on uh, YouTube. <laughs> you cannot see them because they we're so bad. <laughs> like the stuff that I do now, the edit and the quality is completely different. So those are hidden from public viewing, but um, <laughs> they were bad. Um, but that's when I started doing my videos. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back from the trip, one of my other friends was like, you always have such great tips. You should really start, you know, publicizing them and sharing them with others. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So then my friend already called me, everyone calls me Kita, and I just added the exploration it, whatever. And so then I started my Instagram and um, website and everything. And obviously every year things change with my model because every at the end of the year I would sit down and like think what was good or what was bad from the prior year and then stuff changes. Um, I actually, last year I went through, a, at the beginning of the year I was like, I'm not going to blog that much anymore. And now I'm like, okay, I'll blog every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Because blogging is not like writing. I've 
writing's not my thing, but um, sometimes it's good to have like, okay, these are the you know main points of the trip like written down. So yeah, but that changed stuff like that changes or like during the middle of last year, I started putting out videos twice a week. So things change like that. But the main purpose of my brand is to make sure I share my adventures to solo females, solo black females who want to go around the world, who doesn't want to wait for people to travel with them because (laughs) people say they're going to go. I was just recording a video saying like, (laughs) I (laughs) want it. I was supposed to go somewhere else. I ended up going to South Africa because a friend wanted to go. And at the last minute, she was like, I can't go. I'm like, see, that's why I travel solo because. I don't have time for that. And like that changes my mental because if my mental is already prepared to go with someone else, Mm -hmm. then it transfers to like, now I'm got to be on a solo trip. That kind of messes me up. So I'd rather have my mind saying, okay, I'm going on a solo trip and then forget it, you know? And so, so yeah, that's what my brand is for. Um, And also um, do photography as well. So I do photograph things while I'm traveling and I have some, a lot of other stuff with photography outside of travel, but that's key to the explore. <laughs> okay. So um, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I met Kita on Instagram through her Kita the Explorer page. Um, I really fell in love with her travel tips because, you know, I used to share travel tips quite often on my prior page and her tips were just so inspiring and they were just so good. You know, it's just information you needed to know that and she would share not just travel tips, but travel updates. And so I think, though, one of the first things that I noticed you posted was, I think it was storming in Atlanta. And she had shared something on her Instagram page about the storm. And I went, oh, she live in Atlanta, too. And I like, I like freaked out because I didn't realize <laughs> You know, you don't always know that people are in the same city or a similar city as you until, you know, people uh location tag but with travelers you really never know because <laughs> like, so, right. you could just be anywhere but when she but girl, mentioned storm, it was storm, right it was crazy and i was like oh no she here because i can see it <laughs> so i think that's when i reached out to to uh, kita for the first time and then we just kind of struck up a conversation and a friendship after that um but i loved it when she transitioned her trap was it every thursday Travel tip yeah, every time, travel well travel chat Thursday and travel travel tip Tuesday. Yep. So travel tip Tuesday is still on Instagram, but still travel Instagram, chat Thursday yeah. is now on YouTube gotcha. with all my other videos. Yes. So with Key to the Explorer, you have an IG page, you have a YouTube page you just mentioned, and you have your website. You were talking about how mm-hmm. you blog every once in a while. Okay. Okay. So we chatted about this just briefly, and now we'll go um, into more detail. I know people that are listening are curious about traveling during COVID, about whether or not you can travel during COVID, whether or not you should travel during COVID. And I do want to put a caveat. At no point will we ever tell you whether or not you should travel during COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not you choose to travel during COVID is, of course, your choice. I support you either way. My main goal with this podcast when I talk about traveling during COVID is that should you choose to do so, you travel safely, you travel smart, and that we give you all of the necessary resources to do so. That being said, that's right. <laughs> my co-pilot has traveled during COVID. Um, I know that you went on a beautiful trip to Bermuda. 
So walk me through that um, since obviously you traveled during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely agree with your statement because people these days are travel shaming folks for traveling during the pandemic and everything. So it's like, let that be your business and your decision. And if you have any concerns, talk to a medical professional who knows about COVID. Um, but I decided to take the risk and go to Bermuda. I actually was planning to go to Key West that week because that stateside, I'm like, I don't have to worry about borders because that really, that borders closing makes me really nervous. nervous. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not spending a whole bunch of money to get a flight back home because right. the border closed, you know? So, um, and I was going to go to Key West and then I actually was, I've been eyeing Bermuda for a while, mm-hmm. um, because of a person I follow on Instagram, but I was like, mm, I just don't want to go outside of the country. Like right. things are just crazy right now. And then in October, Evita of No Madness Travel Tribe, she went to Bermuda and she posted oh, a video yeah. about it. And I was like, okay. So I reached out to her and she was like, no, it's really, you know, nice. She showed me what she was saying, whatever. So I was like, okay. That next morning after I talked to her, I changed my <laughs> flight from Key West because it was only like $40 more oh, to fly yeah. from here to Key West or to Bermuda. And I'm like, okay, why not? Right. And it's not that long of a flight from Atlanta. So I was like, okay. Um, so I go to Bermuda. Um, so before going, it's a lot. If you're going to a country that is actually caring about their people, mm-hmm. but still they, Bermuda and a lot of countries really need tourism dollars. That's what yeah, makes yes. their economy thrive. Yeah. But they want to make sure their people are safe. So if you're going somewhere like that, there's going to be a lot of protocols. And they recently kind of changed. Um, and I actually just published a blog post early this morning about it to put like, cause that is a lot. And it's like, you need it documented in one place. And I put some of the updates in there. So I hope I can remember them. But um, before going to Bermuda, um, I had to get a negative PCR COVID test mm-hmm. within seven days. It's now within five days. Mm-hmm. So the time period shortened. Um, but that PCR test, it must come from an accredited lab, have the lab's name and address on the test, your name, your date of birth, um, and the date, obviously, it was taken. And it must say PCR on there because if you don't have that, things change drastically for you to enter into the country. Gotcha. Um, so definitely, if you want to do that, make sure you go like right when that time frame starts because getting those test results back, I mean, I've taken the test five times now. Mm-hmm. One time I got it back. The, no, two times I got it literally back the next day. Oh, One time, right. of course, the time that I took for Bermuda, <laughs> it took it three days to come back. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, I'm going somewhere. So I was all stressed out. Like, is it going to yeah. come back inside? <laughs> so definitely get it as soon as possible. Um, the other issue is I flew Delta. Delta is the way to go during the pandemic. They're still, at least yes. right now, social distancing through March 31st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows if that will change or not? They usually change it probably like a month prior to the date ending, mm-hmm. but they're the only airline that's still doing that. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of procedures in place to make sure you're safe in flight. But when you go to the airport to check in, Delta, you can't check in online. You can't check in at the normal check-in booth. You have to go to that little reject line that takes forever <laughs> oh, to go through because you have an you have an issue. 
And as soon as I went up to the, I thought I couldn't check in online because I got a new passport right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, they have to review it. Yes. But then when I went up to the little machine to scan it and she was like, oh, what's wrong? She was like, where are you going? I was like, Bermuda. She's like, oh, you got to go over there. I was like, mm, great. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily I got there early because I knew there could possibly be an issue since I was going out of the country. Um, which I usually don't get to airport early. So that was a good thing. Um, God. So, right. I usually get there like 40 minutes prior to departure, just walk, you know, right up to the gate. Right. But um, so I go up to the window and the agent was like, oh, we need a test within three days. So Delta actually prefers your test mm-hmm. within three days, which could be impossible. <laughs> so if if you have to get a test within three days, depending on where you're going, or if Bermuda changes their rules, you might want to get two, like oh, within the same day to see, you know, because it may come back the next day, one may not, you know, right. you never know where their lab is. Oh, that's so. a good suggestion. I like that. Nobody said that. Uh, so I like it. Yeah, it can be stressful. So that's one thing you have to do. Um, you also have to apply for a travel authorization to go into Bermuda mm-hmm. within uh, one to three days prior to departure. And that um, application costs 75 US dollars. And you better fill that thing out right the first time because if not, they're going to reject it and then you have to reapply and pay $75 again. Oh, y'all pay attention now. Y'all trying to go to the view to get your coin saved up. Okay. You should have seen how stressed I was. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to put I read it like five times. I'm like, is my name right? Date of birth. And it's like simple questions. (laughs) Just nervous. But, um, and you also, when you submit that, you submit your negative COVID test to them. Okay. And their government responded, like, it wasn't even 10 minutes later and they had approved it. But when you get that um, approval back, you need to print out the form and sign it. And it says to bring two copies. um, And you actually show that to Delta before leaving. And then you have to show it to them upon you actually have to give them a copy when you arrive in Bermuda so better have it printed right um and then so then when you're you know you're on flight whatever normal normal in flight things um but then when you arrive in Bermuda you are met by public health officials like they're literally in hazmat suits when you arrive in Bermuda um they check your temperature before entering the airport and then you go to, you stand in some queue to meet a public health official. And that's when they get your travel authorization form. They review your COVID test to make sure it meets all the qualifications. And then they ask you where you were sitting on the plane, which is very important because if someone tests positive on your flight and they were like in the row by you, you were exposed, yep. which actually someone did test positive on my flight on the way to How Bermuda. sad face. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed, boy. I had been out. I had already left. My COVID test came back, I think, 10. So I'll get to that in a minute. Because <laughs> when you, you go through, after you give them that information, you go through customs as usual, get your bag if you check the bag. And then you exit the airport. But as you're exiting, you have to, they grab you again and they take you to a tent to get another COVID test. Mm. And then you have to get private transportation. You cannot take public transportation because they don't want you to expose anyone. So you must prearrange transportation to your hotel or Airbnb. They don't have ride sharing services, so you can't rely on that. So you have to make 
prearranged taxi services to take you to your hotel. Um, and then when you do that, I stayed at the Hamilton Princess. Mm-hmm. And um, at my hotel, when you check in, they give you one key card that will access your room one time. Mm-hmm. And then you cannot leave that room. And if you leave the room, that means you can't get back in. And that means you have to go to the front desk. And I don't want to know what's going to happen. That means you broke quarantine. <laughs> right. You might you might get in governmental trouble. You, you saw what happened was in Cayman Islands, homegirl from the Atlanta right. area, broke right. quarantine. So I don't want to know what's going to happen. They take it seriously there. So you might get in governmental trouble if you do that. So just stay in your room. Mm-hmm. You can get room service. They'll bring it to your door and sit it outside and they walk away and then you can pull the tray in. Um, but you cannot leave until you get your negative COVID test result. When you get the negative result, which took me about 10 hours to receive mm-hmm. after taking it, um, which was fine because I got there like kind of late in the afternoon. So it was like, I'll just chill. Um, well, once you get it, then you forward that email to the front desk and then you can go down and get your real room key. Oh. So yeah, I was out and about cause I was like, I know I don't have COVID cause I was in quarantine. I was like, I wasn't messing up my vacation. Right. And so I was out that first day. I didn't really plan much because I didn't know how long it was going to take to get my test yeah, results so. back. So I was kind of doing stuff like around the hotel, which is a Hamilton Princess is a huge hotel. There's multiple pools, there's restaurants on site. You know, so it's it's really nice. So you don't have to really leave. <laughs> so I did that. And then I got back to the hotel room later that night and I checked my email and they're like, Yeah, someone on your flight tested positive. I was like, who did that? I was so mad at that. I would be mad too. Like, wait a minute. I mean, I know it can be sometimes you may not know. Like you could have taken your test and then mm-hmm. got exposed after the fact, but um, luckily they weren't by me because they were like they will contact people exposed individually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. I was like, there was only two people near me on the plane, so I was like, okay. I just know, <laughs> I just know I wasn't exposed. But um, so yeah, that's what you um, do once you get into the country, and then you're required to take your temperature twice daily. Um, and if it's ever escalated, you have to report it to the government. And then I read recently, um, that if you're coming from the UK, they have to quarantine for four days because they have the new variant. And then, um, also now all travelers, they were testing this when I went, but they have an app now that syncs with your wristband, like the wristband they give you. Right. That will send you updates saying, oh, make sure you're, you know, like wearing your mask or make sure you're not spreading COVID or whatever. So I'm like, dang, I wish it, I wish I would have like seen how that worked, you know, but, um, so that's something that they're doing now. And if you take that risk, that's, uh, some issues apparently, (laughs) cause you have to wear, if you're there for 14 days, you have to wear it the whole 14 Gotcha. And if you're there for that amount of time, you have to get tested every four days. Mm. So, gotcha, gotcha. Well, Kita, I really thank you for walking us through that because, I mean, that really shows, of course, I want to preface this by saying every country is different, but that really exactly. shows just the level of, I guess, detail that Bermuda has in, you know, to even arrive there. And then what you have to... um make sure you have in place once you get there. And to be fair, I know some of you are probably hearing that and thinking, oh, well, I'm going to just stay home. 
but that's why I said, <laughs> that's why I prefaced it with every country is different. And I know Keaton will agree with me here. We highly encourage you guys to research the country or the city. If you're in the United States, there are different city and states with mm-hmm. uh, uh, certain protocols in place. Um, highly research your location before you go. And if you are somebody who decides that they want to travel during COVID, just make sure that you follow that procedure because, you know, if you guys got, if you all go on Keita's Instagram and her YouTube, she had an amazing time in Bermuda, y'all. So it wasn't like. I sure oh. did. That was what I, it was what I needed. <laughs> See, so it wasn't like she allowed the different steps that she had to take to enter the country from just prevent her from having a good time. You gotta do what you say, gotta do, you know. I must say I was anxious about it because right. it was that was something different, you know. Like right. before traveling outside the country, I was only like worried about making my flight on time. Right now, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh crap! Now I can't even worry about that. I have to worry about is this all going to work out? Like, did I do something wrong? Am I going to catch COVID? And then, like, did I catch it since I took my test? And then, you know, like it was just so much to worry about yeah. during that time. So. There are new layers added. Yeah. Would you, would you travel again during COVID? I would. The only thing is, like in the past, like I mentioned earlier in the chat, I used to book stuff in advance. Like, mm-hmm. 20, if this was, if 2021 was any year, even last year, because I had stuff booked at the beginning yeah, of last year. Right. Me too. <laughs> if it was any other year, I would have had stuff planned already through at least June. And already thinking about, okay, like where I'm going to go in September, November, and maybe yes. one other. Yes. Like stuff will already be booked. I have my, I'm an accountant. I have my spreadsheet all lined <laughs> up and everything. And I'm like, I don't have anything planned right now, but the world like is crazy. And I don't want to plan something. And then something happens and it has to cancel because yep. that happened to me in March last year. And it was very depressing. So I'm not going to do that. Um, with Bermuda, I literally booked my trip a month in advance, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of annoying because <laughs> I spent most of my time just worrying about the COVID test. And right. then it was like the night before my flight. I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? Well, <laughs> 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 and I was like Googling like, OK, what am I going to do and whatever. So, um, But uh, yeah, I probably at least for the. Next, well, the first few months I'm in urine for accounting, but the beginning part of this year, it will probably be I'm booking trips at last minute and going. Um, but I will do it again. Just I don't know when gotcha. and I don't know where yet. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I know the feeling. I have ideas, but nothing's been exactly. booked. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> but nothing's been booked yet because it just seems like every two days it's like, oh, oh. Oh, well, there's something yeah, new. Oh, okay. Well, and it's maybe really bad right now. I can't go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Things so, are like out of control. Like yeah. winter came and was like, nope, oh, y'all going to yeah. sit real tight. So. Right. Right. Whole new quarantines, whole new lockdowns in places. So, yeah, things definitely shifted quite quickly this winter. Mm-hmm. Well, Kita, I always close out my conversations with the same question and I give just a little background. Um, About four years ago, I was doing some domestic travel with my job, 
And when I came back after that travel, my boss at the time took me to the side and she was like, okay, Sierra, I know you're back. You did all this travel. You did all these new things and you're back thinking that everything is different. It's not. All these people here, they still the same. You're the one who's different. And that really stayed with me so much that I created a whole podcast around that feeling <laughs> of just being different once you arrive back after travel, even something as simple as just domestic travel. Um, so in that vein, Miss Marquita, do you believe you were prepared to land as a different person? Um, so I, obviously you don't know that you're on a land as a different person, you may not even realize that you've changed once you come back, right? <laughs> but I think the travels and just continuous travels are just that one trip. It prepares you because it's opening your eyes to different perspectives and it's opening you to see the world differently once you go on that one trip. I mean, it could be somewhere, some people don't leave their like neighborhood. So it could be somewhere where you're going to another neighborhood, you could be going to another city, another state, another country. All of it is going to open your mind differently and it should prepare you for your future and what you see in the world. So, um, but it does, <laughs> I must say, it does change your relationships with certain people Ooh, because. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't mean um, that positively. So that's why I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, some. Mm. <laughs> I get it. I, I was just telling myself this this morning. <laughs> and that's like I mentioned about that South Africa trip. Uh -huh. We're no longer friends. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I wasn't even like mulling over anything. It was more her because for me, I'm just like, I told you X, Y, Z. And then you're still thinking I'm supposed to do ABC, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. If you don't want to do it, then that's on you. But you don't have to make it a big deal, right. you know? Right. Um, so it, we we went, I have to give this story. Okay. We went to Paris. <laughs> and my trip to Paris was actually supposed to be a solo trip. But she had asked earlier that year, like, hey, I want this to be my year of travel. If there's anything that comes up, that you're going to do, let me know because I want to go. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be nice, which I had instantly regretted, but I had already booked because of flight deal. It was, it was with Delta too. So I was like, I was definitely on it. <laughs> so I was like, I booked it. And then later that night I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll ask her. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, there's a flight deal to Paris. I'm going over the Thanksgiving holiday week. Do you want to go? And then she actually booked it, which is rare because most people you say that to, they're like, they don't have the money. It's right, at the right, right time. Right. You know, it's something. It's always something. Yeah. And so she booked it. And so in that same conversation, she was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I really don't care what I do. But the one thing I must do is go on the Black Paris tour. Mm. And I'm doing that like point blank. <laughs> she didn't want to do that. And the day I went on the Black Paris tour, and she she's black, let's say that. But the day <laughs> I went on the tour, I come back. I was like pumped up because that was the best tour I've ever I been bet on. It and, was. It made, yes. and it made me see Paris completely differently. Like it's now it's my favorite city in the world after going on that tour because it just changed it just changed my whole perspective of it. Uh -huh. 
And I came back pumped or whatever. I called my mom before I went back to the hotel room <laughs> because I already knew it was probably going to be an issue. Um, but you could tell she really didn't want to hear about my day. And then when I asked her about her day, I was like, well, what did you do? And she was like, well, I was supposed to go to the Louvre, but I didn't stand in line. I was like, but you bought your ticket in the And then I was like, well, what did she do? Like, I really don't know what she did that day. Um, But then I started noticing things like we went to dinner that night and she was complaining about their service. And she was like, well, we um, if we're the visitors, we're from the United States, they should be catering to us. I was like, no, no, no. You're stepping in someone else's country. You have to go by their culture. I was like, you can't go in someone else's house and tell them what to do. And she just really, and the waiter looked at me, he smiled and cause she was complaining to him and I had to explain it to her. And he was like, we're on the same point. And he walked right. away. <laughs> and he, was, he was so happy that I could like break down the situation, but there was a lot of little things like that. And she, like, we ended up going back on that same issue the next day. Like she wasn't satisfied at all with the answer. And I'm like, see, this is this shows that I have progressed in my cultural perspectives of life. And that's how things can change. Like some people, you can take them on their first trip abroad and their, their mindset is already ready. You just, they just didn't know, but some other people, they can't, they cannot. They're not ready. So you have to definitely pick and choose or at least realize some people are not going to be ready for that movement. Some people are not going to be prepared to land. They sure won't. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. But that's also another purpose of this podcast to just kind of for all of you aspiring travelers out there to kind of prepare you to land, to prepare you for the fact that other people may not ever land the way that you do. Mm -hmm. And that has to be okay. Not just with travel. I mean, no matter what you're exposed to, when you change, everybody around you is not going to change at the same pace. And that has to be okay. And the people who love you most have, that has to be okay for them too. So Marquita, thank you so much for taking time out to re-record this. I think that that take number two was better. That's, that's, that's. I do too. I do too. All right. So for my listeners. Oh, go ahead. No, I was like, maybe because the sun's out. You know, last time I think we talked loud enough to change our vibe. Yeah. (laughs) So for my listeners, always remember, we do do every guest in two parts. So we have a brief layover and we will return for the second portion of this flight where Kita will regale us with a narrative where she uh, where she talks about the moment that travel truly changed her. So thank you guys for coming aboard this flight and see you next time. Thank you, Kita. You can follow Prepare for Landing on Instagram at prepare for landing pod no space no dot no underscore you can also find weekly travel tips and updates on my instagram page if you like today's episode don't forget to follow subscribe and for all of my listeners on apple podcasts be sure to leave a review let me know what you think stay safe passengers and i hope to fly with you again soon